Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Can your savings weather an economic storm? There are very few physical assets you can invest in that are proven to stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia, and Birch Gold lets you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. That doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. So David Liebert, there you go. That was my uh, that was my that was a DJ's choice on that one, and I played in love a bad it, way. That's it. a cool tune, man. That was one of the few songs that Bobby Miranda didn't sing lead on. That was uh, sung by uh, Tommy Giuliano, and turns out that's one of my all-time favorite happening songs. I really yeah. like that one. Super edgy. It, yeah, uh, it, it was it was sort of what I wanted uh, the direction in which I wanted to go uh, with the happenings, but uh, didn't work out that way. Yeah, it's almost got kind of a "Mama told me not to come" kind of a thing Three going on, tightish. right? I mean, it Three has this very tightish. spooky, eerie kind of almost. Yeah, it's um, uh, that was one of my favorite songs. It. Uh, um, it's exactly what I wanted to do to apply uh, our harmony techniques, which I felt we did really well, probably the best thing that we did, to more contemporary themes and, and, and structures. And yeah. uh, that one, uh, that one, yeah, that did get through. It was actually, I believe, on the B side of I Got Rhythm, which was a huge hit for uh, us. Yeah, I Got Rhythm was a gigantic song. Um, your version of it obviously was it just it was everywhere and it was for a lot of people like my dad (laughs) he loved that song and i think for the rest of us we're like wow dad how can you listen to that stuff um but then you now you also went then after you left um the happenings you had an offer um to fly back and forth between new york and detroit and become the tour manager, the road manager for 
um, Rare Earth. Rare Earth. Which, as far as I'm concerned, one of the most underrated, one of the greatest bands of all time. They were a great band. And, and uh, um, I, I, yeah, they played mostly weekends, so I was able to sort of advance the dates from my apartment in New York. And then the night before, I'd fly out to Detroit, and then uh, we'd all fly out and do the gigs that weekend. And then at, when the weekend was over, I'd put them back on a plane back to Detroit. And uh, I'd fly myself back to New York. And this went on for several very pleasant uh, months. It was just a great job, a nice, cushy job. And they were great guys. They put on a fabulous show. They were really good. And then one day, I got a call from Johnny Padel, who is uh, was and still is Alice Cooper's booking agent. And he said that the Alice Cooper band was looking for a new tour manager would i be interested well i was interested and i did get hired and uh, the first gig was in atlanta georgia and uh, alice's manager shep gordon said well just pay attention uh, just try and observe what's going on david uh, uh you'll get the hang of it listen there was no tech manual there was no job right. description and my first impression of all of this was 30 some odd guys crawling all over all the gear and equipment like giant insects. And I said, I thought I had made the biggest mistake of my life, leaving my rear earth job for this insanity. Uh, but as it turned out, of course, uh, it wasn't the biggest mistake of my life. It was one of the best decisions of my life because for the next four years, uh, being Alice's tour manager, um, not only was it a, a great job where I traveled all over the world and we had our own private plane uh, for every tour we did. I also had the greatest uh, rock and roll mentor anyone could have in uh, the person of Shep Gordon. Yeah, super uh, supermensch. The legendary yeah. Shep Gordon. I would say that 99% of what I learned about the music business, I learned from Shep Gordon. One of his... Um... One of his best friends, one of Alice's best friends, uh, is a guy that my wife worked with for a long time, a guy named Mark Tarbell, who's a chef in Phoenix. Uh-huh. And and um, and so he, he goes out to Hawaii to cook for, for Shep every so once in a while and does events with, with them. And he and Alice hang out at his restaurant. And right. so I've, I've heard some great stories about Shep and that he is the real deal. Um, and there's a documentary that came out about 10 years ago called Super Mensch, The Legend of Shep Gordon. If anybody wants to watch, I don't know who has it now, Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever, but you should watch it. But, you know, that's an interesting juxtaposition, though, because there was all this disorganization, as you reference, especially when you're talking about it in the book, a little bit of, of Alice Cooper, um, which was just getting, as an act, was just kind of getting things together versus rare earth and i i think when i was reading that and you don't spend a lot of time talking about rare earth but i i was um i've always think of any of those motown acts as being so highly influenced by the factory floor of the big three automakers and that there was a kind of um oh work a day lunch bucket approach 
and not a lot of fooling around, whether it's Motown or the Motown subsidiary, Rare Earth Records, producing Rare Earth, that there was just this, people got down to business, they knew their jobs, they did their jobs, and then they went home. And that was, that's, and they did it with precision and a level of quality um, that I think is still is a high watermark um, in, the, uh, in the recordings of, uh, of Rare Earth. Where are you on that? Yeah, they made fabulous records. They really were, uh, really enduring records. Um, and they were serious about uh, what they did. They took a lot of pride. And uh, uh, I was uh, I was very proud to uh, be part of uh, their entourage. Uh, they're a great bunch of guys, and uh, they didn't have a lot of airs about them. And no, that's their what purpose I mean. was to put on the best show they possibly could, and they did. And they did, and they were, they were the, in a lot of ways, they were the first major jam band that would get up and do 15, 20 minute versions of their radio hits. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they did them in such a way that was, that really brought something to it as opposed to that typical, you know, the drummer gets his six minute drum solo up there and everybody else goes and has a drink backstage. You know, it, they, everything about Rare Earth to me was about the work ethic of the band and that that they they gave the a, a show that I wish I could have seen in that era where they really um they gave the audience its money's worth. Well, you know you you uh you mentioned that uh, they were sort of like a jam band and they were because when they did this, these uh, extended versions of their hit songs they created a groove. They got into the yeah. zone, and once they were in that zone, man, there was nothing like it. They uh, and uh, they, uh, uh, you know, they could really get into it, and you could see the reaction from the audience. Uh, yeah, um, it was it was really something to see. It was great. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Can your savings weather an economic storm? Think about what you've put away for the future. Inflation can render cash worthless. Real estate can crash like in 2008. Economies built on a mountain of debt can fall like a house of cards. And there are very few physical assets you can invest in that can stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia. It's why people are flocking to it now and why Birch Gold is busier than ever. Through a little-known tax loophole... Birch Gold can let you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. And the best part, it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket to make that change. To learn more, text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Let me ask you this again. 
Can your IRA or 401k weather an economic storm? If not, call the people I trust, Birch Gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. But And, and Alice Cooper obviously was like that too, but in a different way. The, the juxtapositions of Alice Cooper, you know, here he was this guy who, um, you know, wore scary makeup, but he played, you know, golf uh, with Groucho Marx. You know, he he was a guy who had his persona was Alice on stage, but he was still Vincent Fournier in every other case. He was, you know, he wore he did, you know, creepy things on stage, but he was wearing a tuxedo while he did it. I mean, there was just like all of these really interesting contradictions about Alice Cooper. And as the tours went on, and this is, I'd love to have you comment on this, and they got more theatrical and the uh, the songs got more intricate. Um, I think, again, we're talking at people who really knew how to put on a show as opposed to just giving an audience a chance to come and worship them. Absolutely. They, they, uh, um, well, first of all, Alice was, uh, the whole band, the Alice Cooper band, this was very unique. They, um, it was almost like a morality play, you know, evil Alice Cooper came out and it was all tongue in cheek though. I don't think, uh, anybody, you know, took it very seriously. And that certainly wasn't what Alice was like off stage. He was a, a very unassuming guy. He just wanted to hang out and be one of the guys and, uh, uh, you know, not much of a prima donna at all. Uh, he uh, he really didn't take himself seriously. He took what he did seriously. That's how he earned his living and that's how he made his money. But uh, that, was, that was just a personality on stage. It wasn't anything like him. Yeah, he would, like you said, he played golf with Groucho Marx. He, uh, he would go on Hollywood Squares. You know, he was he was right. sort of a sort of a straight laced kind of guy, really. But, but he kind of got the joke. He got his own joke as opposed yeah, to yeah. buying into his own publicity. And that I think we've all been around plenty of people in show business who choose, you know, buying into their own publicity to getting, right. you know, to being reminded of just how lucky they are to be there in the first place. Yeah, he never really took himself seriously in that regard. He. uh I think he was grateful that he became a star and, you know, he certainly knew how to milk that, but, um, no, that's not who he was and it's not who he wanted to be when he stepped off that stage. What was the hardest thing about taking an Alice Cooper show and you joined them just before the billion dollar babies tour? No, a little bit earlier than that. I joined them during the killer tour. Killer tour. Love that album. And uh, then what came after that, the school's out. Right. You know, I was his tour manager for his most formidable years. It was Killer, uh, School's Out, uh, Billion Dollar Babies, Muscle of Love. Welcome to My Welcome Nightmare. Welcome to My Nightmare. 
Yeah, I love that song. Uh, yeah. And, and that was interesting because, it, again, then I'll go back to what I was saying, is that the escalation of the onstage theatrics at a time when more and more people were paying attention to him and there was plenty of finger wagging and tisk tisk tisking about, you know, all of the perceived evil that he represented and all that other stuff, which was total nonsense. It was just, it was no more true than an actor playing Dracula, right? Right. So exactly. It was Bella Lugosi who could rock <laughs> pretty much. And, and yet, so, you know, but people made him the poster child for all that was going wrong with the culture and, and which is silly because he, he liked to drink beer. He liked to go out and play country club sports. And he was a kind of an upwardly, seemingly in a kind of a, a family man, you know, that uh, at least at some point, it, that's how he fell into it. And now I understand he's a, he's a born again Christian still. Well, yeah, his, you know, his father was a, uh, a pastor, is a pastor. And uh, he, um, look, all of the bad publicity and all the terrible things that people were saying, well, we kind of like that because it, it sort of, uh, you know, built the uh, the mystique of Alice Cooper. If there was no bad publicity, he never probably would have been, he never would have become the big star. So we didn't shy right. away from it. We sort of made fun of it I, I, in a way. Uh, it was all part of the uh, the publicity vehicle. Uh, so uh, we weren't angry about it. We were, we were happy about it. That, that would be the vibe of that early. It's not a video. It's an early song film like the Beatles were doing where he, he did a, a little mini movie around the song elected. And if you didn't get the joke, you know, or if you didn't, if you weren't catching on by then, it was yeah, going to be yeah. pretty hope, you know, pretty hopeless for you because that was, you know, th this was a guy who was making fun of American mainstream culture, but not he wasn't being unpatriotic while he was doing it. He was doing what any stand-up comic would do. Exactly, um, and you know, it wasn't, it wasn't. What he did was not to really be taken seriously. It was a form of entertainment, and right. and and it was. He had a Alice has a great sense of humor. He he um, he sees his joke in almost uh, everything. Uh, so it was, uh, uh, you know, it was wonderful being around the guy and and uh, the right. band, all the people that worked for him. We had a great time. We we did a lot of laughing. There was a lot of pranks and. A lot of camaraderie and a lot of love. You know, we uh, everybody was grateful to be part of it all, and uh, uh, we were, um, you know, we were having yeah. a pretty good time. Ian, let me tell you. After you whipped that road crew into shape, yeah. I mean, that couldn't have been. I mean, here you're the new guy, and you know, the, I think it's fair to say the reputation, anyway, from front of the house is that. That was a pretty well-oiled machine with all of the props and all of the different, you know, staged antics that Alice Cooper was doing. You, you, everybody had to know exactly what their job was. Absolutely. And uh, uh, even though in the beginning they seemed to be just a, a bunch of giant insects crawling over everything, they knew exactly what they were doing. Everyone took a lot of pride in their uh, job. And they were real professional, and they did it as best they could. And 
Everybody relied on everybody else. You know, if something didn't work, Alice could end up looking like an idiot on stage. No one ever wanted that uh, to happen. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a and Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 